Have you been thinking about trying to sell your home now that the market is white hot? If you are, Quinn Croton should be who you call. He is charismatic and will work hard for you. He's been known to bend over backwards for his clients. With Quinn Croton, you will always feel well taken care of. That is a guarantee. Now that the market is a battlefield, you need a realtor that will fight for you. Stop searching and call Quinn Croton at 435-695-6571. Once again, that's 435-695-6571. All right, welcome to another episode of the Slingin' the Pill podcast. I am Jeff Tuckett. And I am Tyler Fessler. And we are rocking with you on a Sunday. What an exciting weekend of games. Um, I have been waiting for this moment for months and months and months and months, and it had finally arrived. And it did not disappoint. I mean, I got to attend the San Juan at Desert Hills game. It was just really nice. To, the atmosphere is great. It was fun to, to watch some football finally. I feel like every year it feels like a millennium before you actually get to get to the season. Um, but, yeah, like I said, the whole time I was checking scores and a lot of surprises, a lot of fun outcomes, a lot of fun highlights. So. Yeah, for sure. I was. I mean, uh, I was able to watch. Uh, I wasn't going to any games. My family came down and visited, so I was actually watching it on my TV. I didn't know you can almost see any game in the state of Utah on TV, so I was kind of flipping it around, bouncing around, seeing seeing the scores and uh, following it pretty close. But yeah, we had some some seriously good games, uh, some upsets. I think that uh, some teams pulled a couple uh, rabbits out of the hat for some dubs, and uh, we also had a couple of uh, teams that I thought were better and they might have struggled or maybe I wasn't giving credit to the opponent. But uh, we definitely have a little bit clearer picture uh, now than than what we did last week. Yeah, I mean, it was all just speculation. I mean, you know, but now we kind of have a better idea. I mean, obviously, just one football game is not going to to tell us the whole story, but we definitely have a better idea about where some of these teams are at. Um, but we're just going to start with 6A, kind of go over the scores, and then we'll go over next week's um, projections and, and go over the, the schedules for next week. But looking at the, the scores here, I mean, it was about what we thought in the way of 6A where we thought there was going to be a lot of blowouts because there were a lot of blowouts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just huge numbers being put up. I mean, uh, we just came out with our 6A rankings with Corner Canyon at an obvious number one. I mean, Corner Canyon's ranked number 24 in the in the nation right now, and they put up a 72-burger <laughs> on Farmington, and Devin Brown threw for eight touchdown passes <laughs> before they, they sat him down. So that's like – I think the NFL record is seven set by uh, Peyton Manning and Nichols, weirdly <laughs> enough. But eight touchdown passes from Corner Canyon. Yeah, that, that's really impressive. Uh, Corner Canyon, I mean, they were going up against Farmington. This is Farmington's first, uh, you know, welcome to the big leagues. Uh, Farmington has been 5A, you know, years prior. And so this is this was, uh, you know, kind of stepping up. Uh, welcome to, to 6A. Welcome to Region 1. Uh, so I, I really think... 
I mean, it's hard to take away, you know, good things and bad things on the Farmington side. I think we'll see what Farmington looks like in a couple of weeks. We get a bit, little bit clearer picture, but it looks like Corner Canyon's the team to beat. They're going to be, everyone's going to be chasing them and uh, trying to, you know, catch them and, and, you know, their output of scoring. One of the games I wanted to highlight, though, that uh, I was really impressed with uh, was the Alta Layton game. And this is another 6A game. Uh, We didn't really talk about it a lot last week. And uh, Alta is in the same kind of, uh, you know, in Draper up against the mountain near Corner Canyon. Uh, Layton, over the last few years, hasn't been, you know, super great. Uh, They fought tooth and nail 34-27. There were times that uh, Layton looked like they were going to win. Alta pulls pulls it out in the end. But uh, give some credit to Layton going, uh, you know, and playing them. And and, uh, I don't know. I just, I really liked what Leighton was able to do even though you lose you know I think uh, I thought that was a really impressive game uh, on both sides of the ball for for Leighton and and for Alta yeah I think so too the Lancers I mean they've <clears throat> the recent years obviously they've struggled a little bit and I like you said that sometimes a loss is actually a victory I mean even, there's a couple of those that I felt were, were a thing across the board even like down in 3A Carbon put up a pretty good fight against Emory the, on Friday and obviously Carbon is probably like culturally you know year after year one of the worst teams in, in the state of Utah but they, they showed up a fight and I, I think that I agree that Leighton showed that they they have some players this year and they're going to make a big difference um another one obviously that we previewed last week that i was super excited about it was our number one uh game going into to this next week and that was weaver at bingham which holy crap (laughs) it did not disappoint some of the highlights in that game were insane you know you had cannon every scoring there was a big play that made it on the max preps website which is their running back just trucking a Bingham uh, DB. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> but obviously Bingham pulled away there at the end, and their quarterback, Dal Martinez, um, really crushed it. He had three rushing touchdowns in that game and a 78-yard run right off the bat. So Bingham, I mean, <laughs> we knew Bingham was good, but wow, that, that that's insane. Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, obviously, growing up in and around Region 1, uh, my dad having coached in Region 1 for a really long time and, and just kind of, you know, knowing the, the, the teams and stuff, I thought I actually thought it was going to be a little bit closer. I know Bingham kind of pulled away uh, in, in the end. It looks like it is Corner Canyon and Bingham, and then we have a bunch of kind of like the chase pack where you don't really know who's number three if there's a clear cut. I mean, American Fork did put up 60 against Granger. Granger's a little bit uh, down this year, uh, and and you had you had Roy beaten down on Jordan. So I feel like there's those two Bingham and Corner Canyon have separated as far as the one and the two. They're going to be the favorites for 6A, but then we have a lot in the in kind of like the chase pack, uh, like Weber. Uh, uh, they were able to kind of measure themselves up against Bingham. Uh, Kearns probably sitting right there. Uh, and like I said, American Fork. Brighton with the upset against Pleasant Grove as well. So I think there's there's a lot kind of on – there's a first tier and then the second tier. They're the ones trying to catch everyone. Uh, and I think, it, I think it really is good for Weber that they can measure up against themselves against – arguably the second best team uh, in 6A right now, which is the Bingham Miners. They were able to uh, do that, and I think they're going to have a clear picture as they get ready to, to face you know the rest of their non-conference games and then uh, into Region 1. Well, I think in 6A, there there are others. I mean, I think that Bingham has joined Corner. I mean, Corner Canyon is one, one, one tier. That's it. 
just them. <laughs> and then I would say below them, you have Bingham has entered the, you know, they have entered the building. You know, they are here. They they showed up and they made a statement in that first game. But then you have Sky Ridge too. I think Sky Ridge is in that second tier as well with Lone Peak and, and Bingham as well, I think would probably be that second tier. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and then you have some of those teams like Kearns that are just right there with Roy and all of them as well. Uh, American Fort, yeah, dropped 60 points. You know, their quarterback is committed to Boise State. Oh, wow. Hey, orange and yeah. blue. <laughs> yeah, we have an orange and blue podcast as well where we talk Boise State football. But yeah, Ma- Ma- Maddox Madsen, he had five uh, uh, th- touchdowns through the air on Friday night. And yeah, I mean, Granger, like we said, isn't like a powerhouse or anything, but they, uh, 60 points and you drop 60 points on anyone. It's impressive. Uh, what other scores uh, kind of caught your attention? Um, I mean, I, I, we can kind of go through, uh, the upsets. Uh, I know Cypress is technically, you know, six, a, has it here, them 6A. Snow Canyon did upset them. Um, Skyview did upset Harriman 21 to 10. Now, Skyview is the best in 4A. Uh, so if you're, you know, but for Harriman, it's kind of like uh, they went up to, to Smithfield, kind of lost uh, pretty bad. I mean, 11 points from a, a team that's two tiers down. It's kind of embarrassing there, but uh, hopefully they bounce back this next week. Um, let's see. The Riverton-Syracuse game, I was following it super close. Obviously, alumni of Syracuse, 20-18. to 18, That was played on the Qs. Uh, really good. And then Davis. I kind of thought that Davis was going to be down a little bit this year. I was kind of thinking, you know, they're going to be fourth. Uh, you can make an argument, maybe even fifth in Region 1. They did beat Lehigh, and Lehigh is a pretty good team, 21-14. Uh, to 14. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're a sneaky team. So, it's obviously, um, you can never discount Davis. I feel like they're always just <coughs> hanging around. Uh, obviously, you know, growing up, we were always playing Kaysville uh, from West Point in Syracuse. We are always playing them, and they always gave us a fight. Even though we might have been better, they'd always fight super tough. So Davis was kind of a, was kind of a surprise there. Uh, like I said, uh, the second week, once when we get you know one or two games under it, uh, I think we're going to know just a little bit clearer. Right now, uh, the water is becoming a little less murky, but uh, we're still yeah. like, okay, you know, maybe, the, maybe they just had one really good game, and, and that was that, and, and maybe they struggle up against, I, I mean, a different offense, Different defenses, those kinds of things, but they turned up twenty one fourteen beat the beat the pioneers. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it came out of nowhere a little bit, and another one that came out of nowhere. I mean, is Northridge right? I mean, dropping from two five A. I mean, it doesn't matter because they played a six A school in Taylorsville and beat them sixty four to zero. While Taylorsville, once again, isn't necessarily a powerhouse by any means, beating any team by 64 points is impressive, and a shutout is always impressive. I mean, that's not easy to do. Uh, their quarterback, Maximus, he's got a very hard last name to pronounce, Finoti Maikui. Uh, scored four t- four total touchdowns, two rushing in the first quarter. So that's definitely something to to point out. And I'm really happy for Northridge. Yeah. That's just awesome. I mean, when we got, I mean, being, uh, you know, in, in, you know, I do the Wasatch Bench podcast and, and after, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I haven't released my podcast yet. Still kind of waiting on that. But my thoughts were, you know, you have a team that goes 0-10 and, and then to put up 64. I mean, obviously last year that was not a good year if you were a Northridge you know player coach fan it, it wasn't a good year they obviously learned something and like you said putting up 64 mm-hmm. is incredibly impressive for them 
And I, I give them all the all the credit. A lot of people are like, "Well, what are you going to rank Northridge?" We got a lot of uh, got a lot of love from the Ridge. They're the only ones to win in the bench uh, this week. But yeah, when you take anytime you take on a six A school, I mean, come on, Northridge, Skyview, and uh, and and Snow Canyon. When you can take down a bigger school, uh, it, it it means more. I believe when when I was in when we were in school, uh, the like the average was you got one super good athlete per every hundred uh, people. You got to split that obviously students. You got to split that obviously into ma- males and females because you're going to have it uh, for the state of Utah. So if you think you know you have a school of just fifteen hundred kids, you have fifteen legit star athletes, and then everyone else can play and stuff. Uh, but when you get a school like, you know, Taylorsville, when you're my, you know, 2,500, 2,600 kids, uh, I don't know their exact <laughs> enrollment, but that's 25. You almost have 10 more ath- athletes more than than a, than a lower school or a lower classification. So it's incredibly impressive that they were able to, 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 to get a few upsets in against the 6A schools. Yeah, no, for sure. So, I mean, just kind of closing on the scores uh, from week one and 6A, I mean, I think that when it comes to the MVP talk, I mean, number one is obviously right now Devin Brown, quarterback out of Corner Canyon. Uh, That is kind of impossible to beat. And then Maddox Madsen out of American Fork. And then probably McKeel Hillstead out of Sky Ridge. So that's probably our MVP count right now for 6A. Um, Going into week two, there's a lot of interesting matchups in 6A that I'm really excited about. Uh, the first one that really, really sticks out is is once again the Warriors of Weber uh, going down to American Fork to take on the Cavemen like that. <laughs> Oh, Weaver's got a tough schedule coming out of the gate, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, American Fork put up 60. Uh, Bingham put up 55, and they obviously played them in week one. So Weaver is definitely going to have to get ready to go. That's two on the road. They're going down into, I mean, Salt Lake and then down to Provo. But again, I think, you know, again, like I said last week, and you said it too, you can lose a lot through, or you can learn a lot through losing, uh, and you can also... Uh, you know, when you win, uh, you can sometimes lose, and when you lose, you can sometimes win. <clears throat> Again, Ted Lasso always on the show, yep. but uh, I mean, it's true. I mean, Weaver learned about themselves. I think this game is going to be closer. I would say the spread. I mean, we haven't released our spreads, but I think it's going to be within a touchdown, in my opinion. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's a go either way game. I think both of these guys are in the pack uh, that are chasing uh, a Bingham or chasing a Corner Canyon, obviously Corner Canyon. But uh, both of these teams are. I mean, we could be seeing them. They could be seeing each other uh, just a few short weeks from now, 10, 10 weeks, 12 weeks from now uh, in semifinal matchups. So it gives you just a little bit of taste before we actually get into uh, the playoffs or into the to the main you know chunk of the season. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I think that is going to be a shootout for sure. I mean, if you look at these offenses coming together, I mean, Jake Lindsay versus Maddox Manson is is serious firepower and i like you said about the spread being about seven i put yeah probably minus seven and a half in american forks favor right now being the home team but it is you know anybody could win that one uh, weber needs to get a win underneath their belt um but that's a tough schedule tough schedule but i'd say i mean out of all the games that we're gonna see that might be the one i'm most excited for it might be number one on my list is weber at american fork um, looking at some of these other matchups here, 
Uh, one that kind of pops out is Leighton at Northridge, just because it's uh, geographically, you know, kind of a rivalry game. I'm sure. Oh that yeah, one could be fun. Oh yeah, I mean, the, I mean, I remember uh, growing up, uh, Leighton. I mean, they're both in in the city of Leighton, uh, and Northridge, obviously, being up a little bit closer to the mountain. And uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a knockdown, drag out fight. I think this one's gonna be close as well. Uh, even though Leighton lost, I would give them the edge. Sorry, Northridge fans, still love you. You put up 64 impressive, uh, and it is at the ridge as well. But I just think Leighton is going. They're sneaky good. But if if Northridge keeps this one close, uh, they might be the surprise team out of the Wasatch bench uh, this year, out of out of uh, out of that region. So watch out for Northridge. And I mean, obviously, when you're playing rivals, it doesn't matter what classification, it means more. So uh, that one's right. definitely going to be be an interesting matchup there for those two yeah no for sure another one is west jordan at davis west jordan got just got done beating woods cross pretty handily so i think that west jordan at davis might be a pretty good matchup i think west jordan might have a slight 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 edge in that one maybe um and then Tooele at Cyprus I mean we talk about Leighton and Northridge being a, a geographical rivalry Tooele and Cyprus I mean back in the day it was a pretty big rivalry and both teams I mean if I had to pick who would win this game it would be really tough I might give slight Cyprus a slight slight edge in that one I mean it's a home game but they're you know it's a 15 10 minute 15 minute drive so that one is going to be a fun one on the docket for sure. Yeah, one I'm really looking forward to is the Fremont Roy game. Uh, Fremont, obviously, we didn't talk about, we didn't really mention it, the, them playing Skyridge because it was on the Thursday night game. Uh, but Fremont, uh, they fought, I think, as valiantly as they could. Roy is a good team. However, Roy is no longer in Region 1. They decided to go down south to the Salt Lake. So they're in like the Granger, uh, you know, North Salt Lake region, which I think is absolutely incredibly dumb that they're not playing in region one maybe it's because it, it, it is a pretty tough region and that region isn't as strong but uh you know i think uh uh, Roy going over to Plain City again a little geographic we got that it's not too far about 10-15 minute drive I think it's going to be a really really good game and I think uh, you know Fremont losing that game to Sky Ridge is going to leave a bad taste in their mouth I think this is a good football team and uh, I would even lean more I mean obviously I think Roy is a better football team but just given the circumstances I might be giving Fremont a little bit of the edge uh, with a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth after last week's uh, loss to Sky Ridge Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd still probably pick Roy in that matchup, but yeah, I, I, I see your, uh, I see, see where you're coming from there. We definitely have to have, you know, uh, us pick two different sides, you know, build a little uh, tension there. But uh, <laughs> um, we'll talk about Dixie Riverton in a little while here. Uh, West Harriman could be good. I mean, Harriman, like you said, Harriman's a good team. And for them to have lost a Skyview, who I thought was going to be good, but that was surprising. I think I had Skyview as a two-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. But for them to win by 11 was was impressive. But I think West Harriman will be a, a good matchup as well. And then we have some of our big programs taking on big programs from from other states, I believe, Lone Peak and Bingham. So that would be a fun a fun one with not a lot of obviously implications. So. 
But uh, that's about all I have for 6A. Do you have anything else? No, no. Now as we, you know, <laughs> let's transition down to 5A. Uh, I did like a lot of these, the games that, that did happen in 5A. Uh, obviously, I, I think we'll spend a little bit more time talking about Wasatch Park City uh, just because, uh, you know, MVP and everything. But my goodness, Adarius Edwards, uh, honestly, I think it's like, I swear to you, it was him. And, and uh, shout out to all 22 that's on the field. But I felt like it was his leadership. You could see him on the sidelines talking to the players multiple times. Mm-hmm. And Park City struck first. And and maybe, you know, if you weren't watching it, you wouldn't know. You'd be like, oh, 21-15, maybe Wasatch has No, Park City did strike first. And uh, Adarius Edwards, I mean, he responded with, it was like a six or a seven play drive. Bam, bam, bam. Like Park City couldn't stop him. You could see his leadership. He was my pick for MVP in 5A. Shout out to him. Shout out to the Wasps. Uh, again, a regional rivalry. Super good game. It was one of my one of my favorite games to wa- that I watched this last week. Yeah, and I mean, I five A. We had our five A top ten rankings, which was by far the hardest one to do because there are so many good teams in five A. But as of right now, I have Wasatch at number two, behind the obvious Orem Tigers, who are going on are looking to win their fifth straight state championship in a row which has only been done i believe like once ever so they obviously get the nod at number one but number two i mean it's it's pretty close but wasatch because they beat such a good park city team i have them at number two which i have had some pushback on but you're right darius edwards was insane connected with jaron kalama and christopher cook i mean chris cook had a uh, we just posted it on our story. He's a shifty little running back. They are just have star power all over the field. It's crazy that Park City, just by losing one, so they are in 5A, um, just by losing one game when knocked off the entire list. That's just not a knock on Park City. That's just how talented uh, 5A is right now. So, um, yeah, but so many good teams, so many good matchups for sure. Um Kind of looking at some of these other ones. I mean, just quickly, uh, Orem at East. I mean, Orem won by a couple touchdowns against an East Leopards team. That's obviously always really good as well. So um, we don't really cover both of these yet. But if we did, that game would probably be number one or number two to last week's Weber Bingham. So that one's big. Um, Let's talk about Logan Viewmont. Um, Matt Mason in that game had like over 200 yards rushing for the Logan Grizzlies. And I think I had them barely favoring in this game and they pulled it out at the end. I thought Viewmont was going to pull it off, but they came back and, and got the victory, which really shows the maturity of the Logan Grizzlies team this season for them to come back and, and not to give up and beat a five eight program. That really is, is not bad for sure. Viewmont, the Vikings are, are, are have a pretty good squad this year so I think that's a very quality win yeah for sure and it was it was on the road I mean you think Logan down to to Centerville I mean that's that's a little jaunt as well uh Viewmont was winning I believe most of the game when I was checking the scores and uh, when all the scores went final I was like holy cow Logan did pull it out in the end so that's a big time uh win for for Logan and to, to you know kick their their season off on the right foot uh one of my favorite games of the week was actually another upset was Pineview on the road against Salem Hills. Uh, that I mean, I bet we'll get into it a little bit in 4A and it's, you know, what does it look like for, for Region 9? But Pineview was 
far and away. I mean, it was 11 points. It wasn't like it was a field goal game. Uh, Pineview runs such a unique style of offense. I think it's really hard to to prepare for. But Salem Hills did beat Wasatch. I believe it was in the quarterfinals last year. So this is no slouch of a team. And then to go from St. George all the way up to Sa- Salem Hills. Uh, wow. And uh, I thought Salem Hills, may- maybe Pineview is really that good. I thought Salem Hills would be a little bit better this year. But hey, shout out to the Pineview Panthers. And uh, Salem Hills, what are we doing, man? <laughs> well, so, I was following this game the whole time, and it really was. It was back and forth. It was sluggish. It was, they were just throwing haymakers back and forth, back and forth. And then at the end, Pineview kind of pulled ahead in the, the last couple minutes there. Um, well, just with, with a field goal. But, um, yeah, it, it was close. And their new quarterback, Abe Rosenthund, I don't really know how to say his name, Rosenthund, uh, he, <laughs> it was, they didn't miss a step, you know, going from Braden Bunnell uh, to Abe. Uh, he threw for 269 yards in that game against, obviously, a really good Salem Hills team that I still had in my top 10, even with them losing. So that's how good and how highly I think of Salem Hills and how highly I think of that win from from. Uh, Pineview. Looking up uh, quickly, Tintview and Lone Peak. Um, Once again, um, I think Lone Peak is in that second tier, the top of that second tier in 6A. Tintview really gave them a run for their money. Tintview's one of the best teams in 5A, I I think, at this point, um, myself. But yeah, and here's another one. Uh, Bonneville at Ridgeline, or was it Ridgeline? Yes, Ridgeline. Ridgeline yeah, went down yes. to Bonneville. Um, you were really high on Ridgeline, and I was a little skeptical. I thought Bonneville, I, outside of their quarterback last year, they almost bring everyone back. I was surprised uh, that that Bonneville defense allowed 29 points. I thought it would be a little bit lower scoring affair. But, hey, shout uh-huh. out to the to, to Ridgeline for going on the road, Washington Terrace, and beating Bonneville. I I mean, I don't think it slights Bonneville uh, because I think Ridgeline's one of the best in, 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 in the 4A side, right? You know, mm-hmm. Skyview, Pineview, Ridgeline, you can kind of throw those yep. three together. But Bonneville, 100%. Bonneville, I mean, they did show fight. It, they were, a, you know, obviously Ridgeline that day was a better team. Uh, and I think that Bonneville plays Skyview next week. So yep. uh, they're going to get another, you know, pretty hefty dose of some Cash Valley love in there. And uh, we'll <laughs> see we'll see what happens for the Lakers. But I love it. Again, anytime we see a Weaver, we see a Bonneville, we've seen it throughout uh, a little bit. Uh, when you're going and you're challenging your kids, I think that it then uh, gets them ready more so for, for region play and then for the state uh, tournament. Because you never know what can happen. Uh, I mean, we we never even know this year. Uh, we had a game canceled due to COVID. Highland Bountiful, which is was a was a five A uh, kind mm-hmm. of matchup. So you don't even know uh, what, what COVID and that kind of stuff. There's so many different variables. Uh, so keep on fighting, keep on keep on going. And uh, but I think it, I think this really hardens you up for for that stage uh, playoff. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, I'm high on Ridgeline. I've been high on the Ridgeline this entire off season, and I think that this performance just kind of shows that they're the team to beat in in Cash Valley in in 4A uh, as a whole. Although, once again, I was surprised by Skyview, and I think that if they play in the playoffs, um, we got to find a way to get there because that's going to be insane um, for sure. Um, but. Uh, uh, Noah White, the running back over there in Ridgeline, had himself a ball game. He had like a 70-yard uh, touchdown run. Caden Cox obviously slinging it all over. Uh, this is one of 
somebody, one of the Cash Valley kids brought to my attention that Braylon Majors, who played for Box Elder last year, actually transferred to Ridgeline. So one of the best <laughs> in the Wasatch bench, probably mm-hmm. one of probably the best receiver actually plays for Ridgeline. So that's just another <laughs> feather in their cap, you know, another weapon that they have over there in Ridgeline, which I didn't even know about. So Ridgeline's dangerous and number one, I think, in 4A and number one in our 4A rankings. And speaking of rankings, I still have Bonneville, at least just like Salem Hills, with a loss still in that top 10. I still believe in Bonneville. So um, going down Maple Mountain with a big win. Um, uh, their, their quarterback, Hunter Basant, with 208 yards through the air and two touchdowns as well in that one. They're in my top five for 5A. I think that they're going to be really, really good. So that's that's one that I was surprised. I thought they'd win, but by that much was surprising. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. Going down, going down. I think what I was surprising, too, was Spanish Fork. Um, I was really down on Cedar this year, uh, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad because, I mean, Spanish Fork, you know, they're a good squad, but to win by that much, win by almost 28 points is not at all what I thought was going to happen. So that one was pretty surprising as well. Yeah, and Spanish Fork is actually going to be taking on Crimson Cliffs this next week. So uh, we'll be able uh, yeah, great game. It will be in Spanish mm-hmm. Fork. We'll see. We'll get a little bit more, uh, maybe a little bit more clarity. And we're Crimson mm-hmm. Cliffs as well. Uh, if they keep it close against the Dons, it is possible to say, well, maybe Crimson Cliffs mm-hmm. isn't you know the bottom of, of Region 9, but mm-hmm. they might be able to climb up uh, a little bit as far as that goes. Uh, hey, big shout out i did i didn't actually know this uenta's 5a is that correct yes yeah they yep, they're one of the ones that jumped up well 2a little little 2a south summit with the dub there uh i was like mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a typo i mean that's not that's not right you went to 4a mm-hmm. no big time shout out to south summit sorry you mm-hmm. uh for the loss uh and that's a, mm-hmm. i mean you got to think that's a you're going all the way to up and around Wyoming to get over to Uenta from South <laughs> Summit. So, uh, congrats yeah. to congrats to South Summit for the win there too. Yeah, I mean, not to toot my own horn there, but uh, my spread was in South Summit's favor there. So they, I called that one. South Summit's good. I have the number two and two A. So they're they are a good squad over there. Two A, I. Not to you know jump ahead, but I'd love me some two A this year. <laughs> they got some good squads. So um, a lot of these are ones that we can talk about in the the upcoming um, because there's a lot of lower classes that are playing these five A teams. Um, I just got to shout out Stansbury real quick. Stansbury, yeah, they did what they were supposed to do by destroying Mountain Crest, who's a unfortunate program because they used to be a powerhouse up in Cache Valley, but they haven't been in the recent years. But to beat them 49 to seven is just a lot more than I thought. thought. And they have a, a new quarterback over there in Stansbury because they lost crew Huxford, but he balled out in that game as well. And their defense was obviously um, a force in that game as well. So shout out to the Stansbury stallions um, who also jumped up to five a, which we didn't talk about last week yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah they, they jumped up to five a and I think, I mean, I was so close to putting them at that 10 slot for five a and it's just, I still think they have to prove a little bit more. They did what they had to do, but in the upcoming weeks, I hope they, they prove that they, they belong in the top 10 list. So, 
For sure. Yeah, and we have a lot of good we have a lot of good matchups, you know, coming up this next week. Uh, we've already kind of touched on the Leighton Northridge game. Bonneville Skyview will be awesome. The one that I think uh, might get kind of uh, papered over a little bit, and uh, we weren't able to talk about them because their game was was canceled. But Farmington Bountiful. Uh, Really close, mm -hmm. Bountiful to Farmington, not too far. Uh, used to be kind of, I mean, when I talked to the Bountiful kids, they hated Farmington. That was kind of a rivalry there uh, in in what well, Region Five, I believe it was. Now Farmington Six mm -hmm. A. So I think uh, we'll get our first look at. Uh, they're no longer the 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 Braves, the Red Hawks. That, that's mm -hmm. correct. So the that's first right. look at the Red Hawks against the Phoenix, and uh, it is in Bountiful. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, it's it's unfortunate. We're obviously dealing with COVID. It is what it is. We're 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 trying to make it through. Uh, so hopefully nothing happens and, and and this game doesn't get postponed, so we can see the Red Hawks play. Kind of first look at them. But I think that Farmington moving up, I think it will give a good bench to where Bountiful is because mm -hmm. I, I had them as the number two team in the bench uh, this behind Bonneville this year, and uh, so I want to see kind of how they play. First look at them mm -hmm. uh, against a you know a, a higher classification. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, 5A ones I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, Salem Hills at Lehigh. That one's going to be exciting. I think that one is going to be pretty evenly matched. Like, if I was to do a spread for that game right now, I think just because Lehigh's home, I might give them an edge in that one. But Salem Hills at Lehigh is extremely exciting. Some of these other games, I'm probably going to wait to talk about till 4A. Right. There is so, so many uh, good games. Uh, Provo at Box Elder might be interesting as well. I think Box Elder will pull that out at home. Um, what is going on in Timpanogos? Okay, okay, not to not to throw Timpanogos under the bus, but why are they scheduling two A teams? I mean, <laughs> they they traveled down to Millard this last week, and Millard, I mean, they ended up they ended up winning by a couple touchdowns, but Millard gave them all they could handle, and now they're going to go play at Grand, who just lost to Monticello. So Grand might literally be one of the worst teams in the state of Utah. And Tibinogus thinks that, yeah, that's going to help us. Yeah, let's go down to Moab and take on Grand, huh? Well, and that's and that's what's what I've been saying. Uh, that we that we I mean, it's kind of a theme with these these non you know region or non conference whatever you want to call it games. I mean, it's unfortunate mm -hmm. that it's going to be like this for Grand. Hey, kudos to you, big shout out. You're playing a tough team, but what are you doing? I mean, like this isn't yeah. this isn't like uh, you know SU you going and play in Oregon uh, you don't get uh -huh. there's no uh, financial incentive to to play each other outside of mm -hmm. you know that so so what is this uh yeah, Ogis, call, call call up a 6a team like let's go come yeah. on man you're a good 5a team and mm -hmm. uh but again we'll see if timpanogos makes it to the state they can shut me up they can shut us up and say hey you know what shove it we we were able to do it without playing these hard teams but I, obviously right now i want to be giving the the, the the massive credit to to teams uh you know fighting a little bit above their belt and and taking on these mm -hmm. 6a or or even mm -hmm. even top uh, 4A teams, you know, Bonneville okay. playing Ridgeline in, in Skyview, that's still better than and going and beating the snot out of Grand County for sure. Yeah. So 5A, I mean, we'll close on 5A because a lot of the stuff we can talk about in 4A. Um, but 5A MVP watch, I like how you said of Darius Edwards. He's definitely in the mix. Also important to note that Park City's um, stud running back is injured. I believe he's out for the season. So that really Ten sucks loss. for Park City. Yeah, huge loss. Uh, going through here, 
Uh, Nate Bush, you know, once again out of Stansbury, um, uh, with a 49-7 loss, I'm, I mean, victory, I'm sure that he played really well. And then uh, Cade DeLamas out of Springville with a stomping on Dixie, which we'll talk about in a second. He's definitely in the mix. Um, and then probably the quarterback in Maple Mountain for sure. And other than that, you know, I'm sure there's some dogs up in Orem as well. So, but we'll go, we'll move on to 4A here. Um, let's go to 4A. This is, once again, our, our bread and butter is the teams that we've been covering for a, a long period of time. And there was a lot of good matchups, and there's a lot of good matchups to look forward to in the uh, this next week. So um, we'll start with, we talked about Logan. Great Canyon and Crimson Cliffs, we'll, we'll start out with here for 4A. <laughs> These were two teams that I thought were pretty evenly matched. Turns out they definitely are. Um, they're both kind of in the middle of their region, you know. They're both, I mean, Crimson Coast is a new program. Green Canyon got a new quarterback in Jack Stevens. They're both kind of waiting in the middle ground of, of their regions. Um, but Green Canyon got the victory in the end. Uh, Jake Baker I believe over there had a one hand and snag in the end zone. I'm really excited about what Jack Stevens could do over there at quarterback as well. So I, that one was a fun one for sure. Yeah. I really liked that. Uh, obviously I, I actually worked at Crimson Cliffs. I was uh, a janitor. So a little close to my heart, go, go, go stings, you know, but uh, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, going again, when you're traveling six, six and a half hours and you, and you were able to fight, tooth and nail on this i mean shout out to them uh again we are the top the top uh valley and then the lowest valley here really in 4a and so uh you know those crossover games are, are super big one team that i was a little surprised with and we'll probably talk about them in 3a but Morgan putting up 39 against Bear River. I kind of thought that the Trojans would be taking a step back. Maybe it's because Bear River isn't as good as what I, I thought they would be uh, as a 4A team, but Morgan just, I mean, wiped the floor with them, and uh, it looks like the Trojans are, are not going anywhere as far as, you know, 3A is concerned. Yeah, I mean, I was I was one of the people that thought Morgan would take a, a slight step back, but um, when it, I mean, I do think Bear River is definitely not one of the better 4A teams this year, but I do think that they surprised me a little bit by winning by that margin. So Morgan, I mean, their culture just never goes away. They're always winning, and clearly this year is no different. So, yeah, I agree that that was a statement win by the Trojans, and I have them number two in the 3A rankings right now still. They didn't do anything to to say that they shouldn't be. So, um Going to the Cypress at Snow Canyon, which we kind of talked to, t- touched on a little bit, I think that uh, with Snow Canyon's win and Dixie's loss, I think the Snow Canyon and Dixie are closer than than I thought they would be, at least after week one. Obviously, that's only giving us a small sample size. But Hunter Johnson, who who stepped in for the uh, graduated uh, Landon Fry, I believe his name, he passed for 187 yards and threw for three scores in that game. And... Um, he's got some weapons over there with Brooks Esplin and, and Jake Hill. So I, I, I think I have, I had them kind of 
right above Crimson Cliffs, but but more in the middle of the pack in the region. But um, it could be that they are a little better than they thought. Yeah, I actually took Snow Canyon to win it. Um, I live just about a stone's throw away from, from the high school. Uh, I can hear it out here in the beautiful city of Ivan. So I'm close. I, you know, I've, I've worked at the Snow Canyon schools before, uh, been in and around. I know a lot of the football players. Uh, I love them. Uh, love, love the school, love the community out here. But yeah, I mean, it, it shows it. I think, I, I mean, I think there's one and two, uh, Snow Canyon and Pineview. Obviously Dixie was, uh, you know, Springville is, is, is good. Uh, and obviously they showed that they were a lot better. I thought it was going to be one of those other games. I mean, I swear every year it was like Dixie Springville, 41, 42, and it was constantly going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, this year, uh, not so much uh, for the Flyers there. And uh, it will be interesting to see where Dixie is with Crimson Cliffs, uh, like where, where they kind of stack up. And uh, and finally, I mean, you were able to go, you were at the Desert Hills game, San Juan game. Is that correct? Yeah, I was there. Mm-hmm. And that was, that, that was, was a great game. It started out as a great game. And I'm a big San Juan believer, um, for sure. But they turned the ball over like six times. Uh, Austin Turnbow, the safety over there in Desert Hills, had four interceptions. <laughs> four. Uh, alone. And he one of them was a pick six. And then he scored a touchdown as well. So he's clearly a superstar over there at Desert Hills. Desert Hills is another one that I think that might be closer to Pineview than we think. Um but obviously San Juan being a 2A school, although I believe they are a good, one of the better 2A schools. Um, I think that San Juan is better than they played. Like I said, just six turnovers. You're not going to win a game with six turnovers. But they were uh, physically outmatched towards the end. They were just getting beat up all over the place. But I think San Juan is going to bounce back from this. I think it might be end up being better for them in the end. But uh, Noah Fui over there, the quarterback for Desert Hills, looked flawless. Like, he was just tremendous. Um, <clears throat> I know that last year he was a sophomore and he's he's the junior this year, but I already see a pretty big step. I mean, San Juan isn't known for their defense anyways, but – fully really just threw the ball all over him so i think that desert hills is as of right now i'd put them as the second team in in the st george area right now but who knows uh dixie like we said lost by 31 to springville i thought it was gonna be closer than that i wouldn't i don't think it's it's obviously not uh time to to uh to freak out or anything if you're the dixie flyers might have just been a bad game um, going to Springville, but uh, let's we, we they better bounce back coming up here pretty soon. So yeah, for sure. And one thing, I mean, when you see these these lower classifications a two A versus a four A, uh, when you see it, I mean, it was close pretty close to the half I was actually watching the score right I mean it was fairly close mm-hmm. uh, and then you know obviously six turnovers and stuff but that just shows I think more so depth um, you know being a big school out in in uh, you know Little Valley down in Desert Hills getting those kids I think it just shows they get a little bit more you know they might have a little bit bigger team uh, again more athletes to pull from and that's more so depth not that San Juan as far as talent goes I mean they obviously turnovers and stuff like that but talent they might have been really close but I just think it was the depth you say they're getting beat up in the end I wasn't able to watch it but that's what it tells me uh, it's just just the depth uh, thing but when you're playing in another 2A school you have the same amount of depth so uh, definitely watch out for those uh, those uh, those San Juan Broncos in uh, in 2A 
Yeah, and like I said, I mean, if it was if, if they would have taken care of the ball a little bit better, I mean, Jace Palmer is a great quarterback for San Juan, but there was times where he just kind of threw up balls because of the the pressure. I think that if he can get talked down from that a little bit and get rid of those turnovers, I think the San Juan would have given Desert Hills a run for their money for sure. But the, you know, you're not going to win with that many turnovers. Um, uh, last before we go into next week, uh, <laughs> shout out to Hurricane Man. The Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go. I had them as a three-point favorite, and they won by two. So that was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, Richville is, is usually one of the better 3A programs. And, and Hurricane, I mean, they, they almost blew it. Uh, Richville kind of came back at the end there. But uh, Carter Ashby at quarterback in, oh, what's his bucket? I want to say it's like R.J. Wright or something for Hurricane played out of his mind in that game. Let me see if I can kind of look here. But – Go Hurricane. I have them as uh, oh, R.J. Wright. I got it right. R.J. Wright. Um, he had a heck of a ball game for Hurricane as well. Um, I put them at number 10 in 4A, have them sneak in at, at the end. Um, I mean, they're going to they're gonna win next week as well. I mean, I think they're playing like Providence Hall or something like that. Um, so they're also, I mean, not scheduling the hardest teams while the top of their class, you know, region is scheduling – above you know teams yeah, that are yeah. bigger hurricane is opting to to go the opposite direction yeah and, that, and that's all right but hey um i think i believe uh because we're down here in the st george area i believe i know what game you and i will be in attendance for this upcoming friday night what's that i you want to go to the snow canyon morgan game I wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah, out here. that'll be a fun one. I am so excited. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, "Okay, number one, we got the Trojans. Uh, you being from Grantsville, kind of a little bit of a rivalry with with Morgan. Mm-hmm. But then it's out here. I, I mean, like I said, Stones Throw. I'm a couple minutes from the high school, uh, and then you know, obviously coming down, we we talk about this a little bit. Uh, you know, it's going to be 90 plus at game time uh, for the Morgan Trojans when right now it's probably 70 degrees up in Morgan. Yeah. I am excited for that game uh, and I think it really gives Snow Canyon yet another benchmark I mean they did get Cypress at home and they get Morgan at home but that's another one to kind of stack up to see where, where we're at for sure yeah and I believe they played last year as well and it was a really good game I don't remember who won I want to say it was Snow Canyon but it was it was I, it was a great game so yeah I would love to attend that one for sure go down uh, to, to Santa Clara and attend that game would be awesome um, so Hurricane actually plays American Leadership, not yeah. Providence Hall. But yeah, they're same, my two A pick, man. I like that American Leadership. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, other ones to look for: Juan Diego at Logan should be pretty frisky. That one will be a good game. Juan Diego smoked Skyline this last. Um, I I have them as the third best Juan Diego, uh, third best three A school right now. Is is Juan Diego? I mean, they're always pretty good, but that would be a sneaky good game at Logan. So we, we'll we'll see if Logan can pull another one off. Then, um, yeah, I mean, they got a lot of returning starters over there for Logan, so I can definitely see them doing it. But Juan Diego is not a team that they should look past for sure. Yeah, and how about this uh, Cedar Valley? And this is, I think this is the first time we've talked about the Aviators, one of the coolest mascots in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking out yeah. the Thunder. I mean, that, uh, you know, a, a bigger, yep. a 5A school, I believe Cedar Valley is. Uh, yep. And Desert Hills going up uh, to Cedar Valley. I think that's going to be a really 
interesting matchup. Um, I would yeah. actually, I think Cedar Valley is going to win, in my opinion. But if Desert Hills can Very make it possible. a game, if they make it a game, uh, then I think we can kind of, you know, maybe depending on how Snow Canyon plays, you might be saying, well, maybe the the Thunder are, are edging up more towards that second spot. Uh, but definitely, we'll see. I think Region Nine becomes really clear uh, after this week. Re- the 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 region up uh, as far as like the Logan goes. We still have a few. I mean, there's still a few teams that I have questions on. And maybe I need a couple more weeks to kind of go over it with them. But I think, uh, you know, if Dixie gets boat race again and Desert Hills keeps it close, Snow Canyon's close, I think we're kind of starting to see uh, the lineup yep. as far as far as those go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Another one, Park City at Green Canyon. Whew. That'll be a fun one, too. That'll really show us what Green Canyon is well as well. I mean, I think Park City being 5A and being a star-studded team, even with their star running back out, um, I think that that Park City is probably a, a couple score favorite in that game, but I can also see a young Green Canyon team giving them a run for their money, so that'll be fun. Um, we already talked a little bit about Skyview at Bonneville. Going to be another another awesome game for for Bonneville. Like that's going to be another close one, another one that I'd love to attend if we could. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, um, and what's crazy is like so when so Skyview used to be in Bonneville's region when they were when Bonneville was four A, and uh, you know I had, I had an opportunity to be the ball boy. We go up to Smithfield, you know, I run the balls out for for the Bonneville Lakers there, and uh, they hate each other. This is like this is there's no love lost between these two teams. Uh, it was always I felt like anytime Bonneville went up to Smithfield, Skyview would win. When Skyview would go down to Washington Terrace, Bonneville would win. It was always a super close game uh so there's not going to be any love loss i think it's going to be close i think it's going to be i mean i don't want to you know obviously call for chippiness but i wouldn't be surprised if this one gets a little chippy these teams do not like each other despite the classification difference a uh, little old rivalry igniting in, in in the 4a 5a matchup there yeah super exciting i can, super exciting another one that's kind of low-key here is cedar at juap I mean, that's another one we can talk about probably in 3A, but that one's going to be fun. And then Dixie at Riverton, like we said, Riverton's kind of, you know, they're, they're, okay, they're an okay team. I mean, but obviously a lot bigger school. So Dixie should at least make this interesting. You know, if they don't make this interesting, then like you said, we're, we're going to start seeing who they really are here. Um, and that, obviously, probably the game of the week might be Stansbury at Ridgeline. Definitely. Uh, St- yeah, Stansbury. Uh, uh, 5A now, but, you know, has been 4A for the longest time and has played Ridgeline a lot. You know, this is not a, an opponent that is uh, disfamiliar. So this will be a huge one at Ridgeline. I think that Ridgeline obviously is probably favored in this game, but Stansbury is kind of frisky, and I wouldn't be surprised if they make it a, a very competitive, fun game. Yes, definitely. I, I agree on that one. <laughs> yeah. So we can do a 4A uh, MVP watch right now. Um, you know, just to start off, I'd probably say uh, Garrett Zollinger, quarterback for Skyview, is in the mix. Um, probably the, the quarterback for Pineview as well, Abe. Yeah, he's probably in the mix as well. Uh, Hunter Johnson out of Snow Canyon, uh, definitely in there. Austin Turnbow. Might be number one on that list right now for Desert Hills, and also uh, Noah Fui, uh, their quarterback over there at Desert Hills. 
Uh, Ridgeline has a lot of candidates as well for 4A, Noah White, Caden uh, Cox, and that's probably what we're at right now for the MVP watch for 4A. So what we're doing here is we're doing a, a hour one, and then we're going to do hour two to cover the, the smaller schools. So this is going to be the, the end of hour one, do 6A through 4A. Um, subscribe to our podcast, please. That'll help us a lot. Uh, Listen in every week. I hope you're enjoying what we're doing. So that's going to be it for hour one.